Welcome to episode 166 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Mick, and let me introduce the rest of the team. To uh, First off is our resident guru. Welcome, Alex. Hello, everyone. Happy to be here. Next up is the Goldfields' most uh, dynamic orienteering dynamo. Welcome, Ross. Hello, Mick. Now, I'd just like to say that the listeners always love a good anecdote from me. So I'll just Ooh. tell you that uh, the other day I cooked a pizza on the barbecue. It was a capricciosa, <laughs> and it was fair dinkum bellissimo. <laughs> pizza on the barbie, Ross. Mm. So you've just got mm. like a hot plate that you just put it on yeah, there? Yeah, just throw the hot plate, close the lid and walk away. Oh, you got a lidded barbecue. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> Who else is doing it exactly? <laughs> and lastly, the man from the wrong side of the tracks come good, and he's also become a full adult by the sounds in the last couple of days. Welcome, David. Uh, I've done some growing on this podcast. Um, <laughs> isn't it great when your heritage is appropriated for a joke on a podcast, Mick? <laughs> oh, okay. It's all right. One thing we've learned living in Australia is that it's not racist if it's about Italian people. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always been the case. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we have those Dolmio ads with the racist puppets and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All righty. So uh, welcome on and all to the Frederick Harold Sock Company Studios. This is a Tideship production brought to you by Big Lug Enterprises. So we're going to kick off... Um, with a little bit of Ashes cricket, unsurprisingly, considering what's been going on the last fortnight. So our last podcast uh, was first day of the Sydney test. So we're going to quickly touch on Sydney, then we'll talk about Tassie and a bit of the aftermath of the Oof, Tassie. Lots um, of aftermath, Nick. Lots of aftermath. Lots of aftermath. So, aftermath. So we'll start aftermath. off with uh, the fourth test in Sydney. So the Aussies um, won the toss and elected to have a bat. So they would declare eight down for four sixteen. Uh, Usman, who made his way back into the side, would get 137. Steve Smith would get 67. And Stu Broad would take the game for taking five for 101 in yep, Australia. Good bowler. Uh, England would be rolled for 294. Uh, Johnny Barstool would get 113. And Big Bad Benny Stokes would get 66. It was the ball master doing the damage for the Aussies. Scotty Bowling would take four for 36 as his cult status grew and grew. Unbelievable. Yeah, so uh, next up, the Aussies would have another bat. Uh, they would declare six down for 265. Usman would get another ton, getting 101 red. He became just the fourth player to make um, a ton in each innings of an Ashes test, I'm pretty sure. The last one being Oof. Ricky Ponting from memory. Ponting. Or maybe that's at the SCG. It might be ever. I can't remember. It's one or the other. But um, either way, it's pretty impressive. Cam Green would also get 74 and look like he was on his way to his made ton as well before he... Uh, got dismissed. Um, mm. Jake Leach was the best of the English bowlers, taking four for eight. What? I know. It's fucking <laughs> unbelievable. How good were the fields they set for him? Oh. oh. Hiding to nothing. bowls a bit of part-time spin. You reckon Joe Root would have a better idea about how to set a field for a fucking spinner, but he has no fucking clue. Did he not all. want to play him? Did he not want to put him in the 11 or something? Uh, it's, it's, it certainly seems like a um, silent protest. Yes, Alex. <laughs> it could be the case, but in the Hobart test, which we'll talk about coming up, um, Root had similar fields for his own bowling when he had to up. fill in for a bit. Yeah, it was just this weird deep point, deep square deep leg. And, <laughs> and like really, long really off, deep mid-off. and mid. If they're not deep, if they're not long off and long on, they're deep mid where you just knock it and 
run a single. Like, weird. I don't know. Uh, it's interesting there, Mick, that um, Johnny Barstool did make a ton. Mm. England's only ton of the entire summer. That's exactly a, right. Yeah, surprising so one. The high score was like 70 or by uh, root, I think. So. And he only played the two tests in the end. So That should get him another 20 tests in the side, I think. <laughs> one ton. Before yeah, they realise he one goes One ton every BW. 10 tests, doesn't he? Yeah, Seven tons in right. 80 tests. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe he's played 80 tests. I know. He's, he's far not that good. He's not that good. And he's been left out for a lot of those. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's more the reason. He's out about yeah. fucking eight times. Yeah. yeah, those blokes re chop and change like Kawaja. He's only played 45. Yeah. yeah the bloke they <laughs> chop and change, he's played 80. Like, what? He's only like 29 or 30 or something. Yeah. Isn't he? Yep, he's 29 ish. But the other yeah, thing was like. Um, just 35. Yeah. And we'll talk about it in this next test coming up. But as we know, like Sam Billings would come in because um, of what happens to Butler in this test we're talking about. He is a 700th English player. Australia's mm. like in the 460 still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. They churn through a lot of players. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we'll just finish off this match. So uh, for, for the final innings, uh, England would need 388 for victory. They would get to nine for 270 before um, play was called. On the, they made it through the end of the last day, the fifth day, and the match would end in a draw. Uh, Zach Crowley would get 77, which meant he'll play 150 tests now after that <laughs> inning. Stokes would get 60. Uh, once again, it was Scotty Boland taking three for 30 for the Aussies here. Steve Smith like the pull off the miracle mm. when Steve Smith got that final wicket with about oh. over and a bit to go, but yeah, it just wasn't to be. So is that because Nathan Lyon wasn't getting many wickets, Alex? Do you think that Smith had to come on? Yeah. Uh, no, he came on because it was the light was too bad for bowling to bowl at the other end. That's the only reason he bowled. Oh, because no, he, he was... came on because of mm. the age old cricket theory. Yeah. Shit gets wickets. Mm-hmm. And they were tailenders too. So. <laughs> yeah. And if you want someone to serve up a lot of fruit, Steve Smith is your go-to guy, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, they did lose. There's a bit of talk about um, Cummins not declaring early enough, but they did lose seven overs in that final day to rain, which probably would have been enough to That's true. bowl out yeah. England. So I don't know. I think it's probably... It's across the whole test match, it's only bowled 398 overs or something mm. instead of the 450. In so, the yeah. On the other side of that argument, but England didn't pass 300 once. So setting yeah. 388 probably was too much. Uh, it's a good point. Um, he could have yeah. called it the minute that Kawaja got his tongue. Oh, but that's right. Yeah, but he who went back. Carey came out for one Carey, that's oh. right. Went out first ball and then I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> Carey didn't need to go out back. Yeah, so yeah. that's like Custom one four ball. Overs, probably. I'll tell, tell you who would have declared and not worried about both making tons. Paul, Paul Rifle. rifle. That's Paul it. Rifle. <laughs> yeah, he would have said, you've got till two o'clock and you're two o'clock and you're on 99. I don't give a shit, Michael Klinger. You're coming in. <laughs> <laughs> Call him in, fellas. All righty. So, uh, unsurprisingly. Be just a quick one there, Mick, on that. Um, sorry, SCG test. Yeah. Um, Steve Smith trying to run the show about rain delays. Yeah, I Did know. Did see this stuff where he'd yeah, just sort so of start running off the ground? just like run off the field. And, it's like, and it got to the point in the commentary, like, you know, you're not in charge, right? Like, yeah. And I think, um, and this is a small kind of window into it, mm. but I think he's worn his welcome out a lot with some people, Steve Smith. Don't worry about the mm. ball tampering and all that fucking bullshit. I think no, people no. are just getting sick of him. And the whole, like, just theatrics of him being yeah, Steve yeah. Smith. I think, yeah. and you can even yeah. hear it a little bit when like Marnus and that, like the guys like Junior and that, 
who necessarily don't put up with much shit, yeah. they yeah. on the commentary now are openly just going, no, this is yeah, a, yeah. like this is yeah. the show. This is you know, yeah. and it was uh, it's very interesting to see that you know how easy it is to go from like golden child <laughs> to being like. Look yep. at this fucking cunt. Like a, basically what, that's basically what Junior was trying to say without saying. Yeah, yeah. Look at this. So they were, they were um, so since the 2019 Ashes, he averages 38 with one ton. Yeah. So he's not in great New Zealand legend. Yeah, absolutely. And I did hear in the um, yeah, Shane Warne, SCG test, Shane Warne, every time he got on and Steve Smith and Manus about him, would go, oh, you'd hate having him as a teammate or words to that effect, wouldn't you? Drive you nuts. <laughs> and well, he he's just, heard that a few times himself, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, he just gets stuck into them flat out. Whereas a junior and Brett Lee was just laughing at them. And a segment I heard in the next test was Brennan Julian was just uh, commenting on them. And BJ, sorry, Brett Lee was uh, laughing at him. But Junior was saying a few things like, you know, it's just like the leaving, the theatrical leaving and the jumping around. And And the no run. (laughs) Yeah, no run. Yeah, they loved that. Not Vincent Price, can't fucking hell, mate. (laughs) No run, not now. What's wrong with just no? And if you yeah. leave it, like you don't have to say no. <laughs> not running. <laughs> you well, don't hit maybe, me. maybe because he usually steals a bye every single ball. That no, goes well, that's the a non-striker's so... call behind the stump. Yeah, oh, that's true. Right. Good it's one. not even. It's not even the bat's so, ball. If you leave. So, so Steve Smith should be calling out when there's a theatrical leave by Marnus. Is there a run? No, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he should be going waiting. No. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose mostly, though, I think it's just jealousy because they wanted, you know, guys like that, they just wanted to be able to jump around in the crease like that. And um, Yeah, Junior wanted to bat like that and he's just... <laughs> yes, he's classically graceful elegance that he possessed. Yeah, that, that just bored him. He really wanted to be jumping around like a jackrabbit. Yeah. It's ridiculous <laughs> shit, right? It's all dumb, but it's been working for him, so just get over it. But like you said, mm-hmm. like, Trying to run the game to get off because of rain and you're protecting your bat. You've got 47 yeah. fucking bats, mate. Don't worry about it. Was that his rationale? Was it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> given to you. Was that his rationale that his bat is getting up three, but, four months of wages to buy a fucking cricket bat, mate? Yeah. They're giving them to you for nothing. <laughs> They're paying you to take their bat. He didn't That's how this deal works. He didn't explain his rationale, Ross, but he was sort of like gesturing. That he wanted to oh, get off bat's bit wet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hide under my shirt, you know. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> wear two jumpers, one, one for him, one for the bat. So that shits me. And I don't know if we'll talk about it about the next test, but the other thing that really shits me is the way Broad appeals or doesn't appeal oh. and just runs oh. down the wicket. Going, when he got oh, that LBW, and, and even turn he just, around. He turned around when he got to the batsman. Yeah, oh, yeah, shits yeah. me. Yeah, he's done that a lot though. While, while we're on what shits me in the world of cricket, bowlers and footmarks. Oh, yeah, it, it, it's a fucking big oh. thing in Sydney. It was a huge thing in Sydney. Oh. Every time Stark bowls, he'd walk back and he'd just be eyeballing the fucking footmark. Oh, and then get the put, tamper out. This you know, when they go put their like, foot on it, yeah. and they just go and put, like, what's that doing? That's doing nothing. Like, it's dead grass, mate. What's it going to do? Talk hell. back to you? you know, and, you stare it down. It's just grass. It can't and, look moving, back at you. Moving forward to the Hobart test. First no, before we do that, you want to let me finish the Sydney test? Please? Yeah, hang on. Starting me no, off. Yeah, se- right. Second thing, Alex, about the bowlers <laughs> and the footmarks. Like, shut up, they bro. love it. No, they love it on ABC Radio when Dirk Nannis particular when second ball of the test match. What do they call for? Sawdust. Sawdust. <laughs> Fuck me. Bring that shit me. Sawdust. Oh. <laughs> big fucking hit for sawdust. 
You know what shits mean the word of cricket? Amateur podcast. Be fucking quiet, you three. All right. So, man of the match for the Sydney Test was Usman. Loser of the match was Josh Butler because he made a duck, he broke his thumb, and he probably ended his fucking Test career all in one go. So, no. <laughs> Triple threat. <laughs> he went home pretty much immediately. Yeah. Just flew home. Yeah. Flew home. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Get the hell if out of here. I want to be in Sydney. I'll be fucking out of there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hobart. All right. So fifth test, we head down to Hobart to Bell Reeve, which is now Blundstone Arena. Uh, England will win the toss and have a bowl on a very green deck. Effectively look like they mowed a section of the outfield and put some fucking white lines on it. So um, <laughs> the Aussies get rolled for 303. Trav Head would make 101. Oh. He, would, he would try to get out on 99. And when that was unsuccessful, oh. he'd play the same shot and get out on 101. <laughs> so well done, Trav. Weird. Easy chest is done, didn't he? Oh, like, no. he was just throwing the like they bowled him some yum yums outside yeah. off and stuff, but geez, he belted some of them. He's like, not he afraid to throw his hands at it, yeah. He threw himself off, off the ground, hitting yeah. the ball so hard in a couple of shots. It's amazing. Yes, Dave was the worst pitch in the world when we were three for 15, wasn't it? And then, <laughs> and then there was a beautiful batting strip after that. And, uh, oh, I can't believe the Hobo curators have put up this green top. I think it'll be over in 14 overs. I see two days, days and it was over. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> I think they made a mistake. I don't think, as though, although we don't care personally that it went for three days, which is what I predicted, David, um, there's all sorts of reasons why... Uh, test matches uh, are meant to go for five days, broadcast reasons, mm. crowd reasons, all that sort of stuff. It's not good if regularly test matches go for three days. I, I know it's, that's not necessarily a cricket thing. We like to have the variety. It's about a dollar thing. Cricket Australia mm. wouldn't have been like high-fiving each other going, great, we've had a three-day test in Hobart. Yeah, I know, but they've been criticised in the last 10 seasons for rolling out these featherbed things that go for... 10 days. Yeah, true, um, true. And I think there's been a few screw ups like that one at the, the last Ashes series, the one at the MCG. The other issue was I don't know if you saw the photo, but five days before the test started, the ground was actually underwater, yeah. like a swimming pool. Yeah. So that, obviously that didn't help their preparation. But no, I get but your these, point. You wanted to go for. Yeah, these guys are professional, David. They've got nothing else to do. They can walk out there with a hairdryer. Yeah, it's on the ground. Put, so like, Put the sandbags down. Get your hovercraft bar together. out there yeah. and mow it underwater. That's it. In the curator's defence, it is also on England to pick a test worthy team. So try and they can. They're trying to make it go five days as well. What Maybe we get... should be sending the bill to the batting coaches of England. <laughs> what sort of drainage system have they got around the ground? The, the, the ground oh, the drainage system is just amazing. Well, it's always amazing. I think it's reckon... like a Suez Canal. Like, <laughs> do, you reckon... <laughs> do you reckon, David, that you would see the MCG underwater, even if there's a colossal flood here? That's a good, good question. I don't there's think a colossal so. flood, there's a very good chance, yes. Oh, okay. Good question. If there was they just heavy, back heavy up. Rain. Don't, doesn't just shit flow out of the fucking dunnies in the change rooms at the MCG. That's the only thing that happens. It'll fill yeah. the car park up first. If it gets to the ground, it's oh, done that's a true. Car park. Yeah. yeah. Also, it's the Apple Ross. They get more rain down there. Temperate rainfall. So they should be ready for it and have better drainage and know how to deal with it because they have so much experience of it. It's like the There's SCG test. Too you much Mary Creek guys... mud in the pitch, mate. It There's just holds SCG... the water. SCG test, you think they'd know when to put it now because clearly the, the between the 1st and the 10th of January, it just fucking rains in Sydney every yeah, night. It rains in Hobart too, obviously, so it's going to have to go somewhere <laughs> further north. I think. Yeah. Right, yes, so then, this the, is... Um, 
the curators are a bit stiff being called the worst performed people on this tour. I would have thought. Chang Warner had a good idea. He wants to swap the Sydney test with the Brisbane test because apparently it's sunny in Sydney in November. So mm. they could have the first one and yeah. Brisbane could have the New Year's one. And apparently in Queensland, because they don't have daylight saving, um, the New Year's test could start on the 1st of January. Nice. What happened in the Hobart test? Uh, I don't care. Yeah, don't care. <laughs> no one knows. So, um, Rather talk about so football. In, Australia, in Australia's first innings, uh, Cam Green would also make 74. Him and uh, had, had, Ed had a very good partnership. Mm-hmm. Uh, Broad would take three for 59, and Mark Wood would take three for the Gin for 115. <laughs> nice. He's going to seven and over. Nate Lyon bombed yeah. a few sixes as well. Mm. Yeah, so, that was so, good. That's all he did. Yeah. Yep. No, that was in the second innings, wasn't it? First innings. Uh, yeah. So in reply, England would make oh. almost as many runs as a team as Mark Wood bowled. No, we get 188, <laughs> sorry. They make just more than Mark Wood. Chris Wokes would top score with 36. Fuck. Yes, people, Chris Wokes, the bloke who batted at number eight, would top score. And we Joe dropped Root. him four times, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah yep. probably. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Root would get 34. Uh, Cummins would get four for 45. And Stark would get three for 53. Uh, Aussies make 155 in their second innings. Uh, Alex Carey would take 49. It was Mark Wood and his invisible horse ripping through the Aussies as he would take six for 37. Oh, wow. God. He might get his name on the step of Bell Reeve as they walk out. Oh, there. the hallowed <laughs> steps. Who needs honor boards and get your name on a fucking step, eh? Bloody <laughs> hell. They do things differently down there at the Apple Isle, don't they? they Everyone do can kick the dog shit off onto them. Fucking <laughs> just absurdly. That's what they're doing. Yeah. I did like it on the thing. It's all Australians and Sri Lankans because Sri Lankans is the only people yeah. that yeah. play test down there. <laughs> so um, in their final innings of the tour, England would come out needing, I don't know, fucking 200 and something, and they would make 124. Yeah. Zach Crawley would get 36 and Burns would get 26. They actually put on 68 for the first wicket. Yeah. And that is the highest opening partnership of the entire series for either team. <laughs> wow. Yes, Alex. Uh, turncoat Bull said we'd lose the test. Absolutely. Yeah, said it multiple get it times. Down. Get it <laughs> easy. I'll tell you what, when, they were up, when that opening partnership was up and running, he wasn't on his own. I was like, fucking... yeah, I'm a fucking good judge of cricket. What I didn't judge was the fact that they'd fucking surrender oh. like a bunch of absolute cowards yeah. and get rolled for 60 more. Yeah. 10 so, for 56 um, they lost. So Scotty Boland would make three for 18. Um, Cummins would, oh, sorry, he wouldn't make it. He'd take it. He'd take three for 18. Cummings would take three for 45. And after his display as a night watchman, it's been confirmed that um, Scotty Boland has been offered the batting um, coaching position for England. Okay. <laughs> trying to teach those blokes how to not be a fucking coward in front of their stuff. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough um, to juggle, but I think he could do it with his test career. <laughs> Ollie Robinson. The last oh. man out when he just backed away. And That's just a bloke wants to go to the pub. That's all that fucking was. As Tip Mansley, great listener and friend of the show, said he had no guts, but I said, but that's his problem. He has got guts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's you a joke, that bloke. Can you see him um, bowl the 110-kilometre-an-hour deliveries for an over before he yeah. had to go should off with whatever injury he What injury did he have in the first well, inning? Well, I reckon he had a fucking shoulder problem. He come back out when he was fielding. Yeah, weird. Anyway, anyway, man of the match was Trav Head. Loser of the match was David Warner, mainly because he's David Warner, but he also made a pair. Um, 
So, <laughs> Aussies win the series 4-0. Um, man of the series was Travis Head. Scott Boland. Travi. Fucking stiff. Oh. I know Travis Head made tons and he made the one in Brisbane, whatever. Scott fucking Boland nearly took the most wickets in the whole series. And he ain't played three fucking tests. Yeah. And he took them at about nine. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, 9.5. Like, uh, 18 wickets at 9.5. Um, Cummins' 21 wickets at fuck all is probably pretty... I should in be four up tests. There. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amazing effort. Yeah, it was interesting, but the, oh, sorry, go, go, ball. Oh, I was just going to say, I think the the great thing about that is that we could have had three or four different yeah, well, series. Yeah. You know, I thought Cam Green series was pretty impressive towards the back end when his bat started going, and he got, yep. you know, he got top order wickets. You know, he was yeah, the he got the first three out in that very last innings. Yeah, and yeah just compare that to the first innings in Brisbane where he's still searching for his first wicket, and then yeah. he goes broke. They got the two openers and number three. Yeah, just his development there as a wicket taker across five tests. Yeah, very impressive. Hmm. Sorry again. No, no, no. You're right. Um, I didn't have anything else to add, mate. I All was right. just yeah, he had good story burns though. Oh. Just in looking back at the whole summer. Just, just, and people are saying, if you're a bloke who bats one or two for a county side and you're not in this fucking team, you have every right to be pretty fucking upset, I reckon. Well, how shit Birds average is fucking shitloads in county. He should be in the side if you look at that. He should be. I know he's shit. You know, everyone knows he's shit. Years ago, Mick, when we were podcasting and doing your county raps, and it was always Rory third degree burns. It was, but we just didn't know he had this awful technique. and. So yeah. apparently, um, what was speaking of this awful technique? Because we were talking about this when we were watching the test. And so at our the cricket club I play at, which all of you have played at at one um, stage or another, we've got a couple of English blokes there. And he was telling, one of the blokes there was telling me that he read, he either read an article or saw an interview with Burns. So Burns is left-handed. Yes, he's left-handed. Mm-hmm. But his right eye, he doesn't have full vision. So he's dominant in his left eye. Oh. So for you playing at home, ah. that means his back eye when he's facing the bowler is his dominant eye, which is why he sticks his head out funny and like mm-hmm. and why his head is nearly square square instead of like looking straight down effectively at the bowler. So they reckon that's a part of why he falls over in that because he's left eye don- dominant, which is why he looks so funny. Yes, David. A lot of issues with Rory Burns, not least um, his, his hair. Tail. As yeah. a man who tried to make that his go for some time <laughs> over the journey, um, let me just say now, Rory, don't go down that road, mate. That is a slippery slope and, you know, it, it's hard to get back from. It, it, as, as a man who had an undercut ponytail, oh. I can also uh, attest to that, pencil beard. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Douchebag, pencil, thin beard, slash moustache. Oh, oh. Oh, Joe for time. For <laughs> <laughs> Backstreet's back, all right. Is uh, back it's funny more? with his helmet on. He's quite a short guy, and his helmet on, then his hair on his shoulders. But he only let it out for the last test. Uh, I'm like, he should, he should have done it earlier on because he made yeah, it right. Yeah, let it out. Yeah, he looked like, uh, you know, at least Perry was coming out to that. <laughs> he, um, but he, um, he got rid of his facial hair, so he looked even weirder, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he's considered becoming more handed. Less like yeah, that's another Bruce. option. <laughs> True. So bad at batting left-handed. He, should have bet right-handed. Glenn McGrath style. If that's the case, Mickey, obviously he's extremely talented and has amazing hand-eye coordination. Mm. To be able to, like, you know... To overcome that deficiency. Yeah, to, that he's been you, to deliberately put yourself off balance so you can actually see the fucking thing when someone's sending it down at 150 clicks and still to be able to bat that well. I mean, surely you could just swap this stance and bat right-handed. Yeah. Unfortunately, although you make a valid point there, Alex, you now have to leave the podcast because you said clicks 
referring to Kilmeade as Pereira. Sorry. You and Brett Lee aren't allowed on this if podcast I, uh, anymore. If I mention the word foot race or balls picking up pace off the yeah. practice wickets, it's not a word, but it's more of a saying. Show yourself that, out. Get it out. Yep, yep. Go, well, go and have a meeting with that bloke behind you with the red folder. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so yeah, there's a bit of um, there's a bit of aftermath from this uh, bit. test. It's bigger than the test. So we'll start. Well, first, we'll start off with directly after the test, and um, Gilly should never host anything oh. ever again. That's not. We'll move past oh, that. Oh point. my Fucking hell, that was cringeworthy. Oh, oh, the oh, questions. I felt like I was watching The Office. It was like a bloke at a local club presentation night who doesn't oh. have to talk in front of a hundred people. Yeah. He actually and, fucking knows. But, so, what I was gonna say with yeah. Gilly. He had a piece of paper. Why didn't he just have written down what he had to say? I mean, yeah, word for word, what he had notes. to say. Yeah. And yeah. also, when he mucked up the umpires, he oh. played cricket with all of them. Yeah. <laughs> he, he stuffed played, it up and then didn't he, fix it. He stuffed it up twice and then gave up. He played a cup yeah. with Paul Rifle and still forgot him. <laughs> <laughs> Two blokes called Paul. Oh, how can I fuck this up? <laughs> <laughs> What are they brothers? They're both called Paul. Oh. Half brothers. <laughs> Sam Rainbird yes. style. But um oh. yeah, so from there we had the celebration <laughs> where the um the boys whipped out the champagne and uh poor old Usman had to run for the hills because as we know due to his uh, religious beliefs, he doesn't drink alcohol and all that type of thing. So that's his, you know, that's him. Good on him. Uh, Paddy Cummings would then tell Dave Warner, the resident fucking idiot who had the champagne bottle, say <laughs> stop fucking doing it. Called Usman back in and they got their photos. Uh, one of our podcast members here jumped on that on Twitter and became fucking famous for about oh, 12 hours. You want to know the stats? And then yes. he replied to about four people and got bored of replying to them and stopped, I noticed as well, when I went through the comments. I've made critical mass. Um, <laughs> you have. At least someone on this podcast has. Good ratios. Uh, just under 700 retweets. Fuck. Six and a half thousand likes. Nice. That's massive. And 80 comments. I probably should have done it from the actual podcast. Imagine if you'd done it from the podcast. The real question I want to know, bud, did Michael Beard DM you, David? No, he didn't. So I'm Uh, still a loser. So me on the the Twitter podcast is still ahead. Thank you very much. So I did enjoy, um, some like, token Twitter weirdo, Racist idiots getting on there writing some weird shit. And oh, so we've re- got to stop doing everything for one fucking person, do we? <laughs> <laughs> and then you just replied with, cool, mate. Cool, mate. Yeah. <laughs> fucking love it. And there's nothing after that. I was, just, I was thinking through there whenever it was on oh, Monday or whatever. Calm down. It is oh, so fucking good. five minutes out of their day of not sucking piss so they could take a photo with a bloke they genuinely like. <laughs> and then you can go back to drinking as much piss as you want. Which what they did. Yeah. Get with that is um, there was a thing I was reading about uh, an article about this. Formula One have um, races in Dubai and Abu Dhabi, and they give them bottles of um, sparkling rose water, which is not oh, yeah. alcoholic, yeah. and they spray that around because you couldn't have a Formula One race without uh, shaking a yeah, bottle right. up. And, Tradition. Like uh, blokes yeah. getting lit on fire. Tradition, mate. Yeah, doing that, <laughs> shaking it on them. I don't know. Some people would say it's like a phallic symbol. But anyway, mm. we move on. Some, mate. Eh? One, <laughs> one out of four people on this podcast, mate. Yeah. Uh, a quarter of the podcast does. Yeah. Uh, so you suggest that should be the way of moving forward, Ross. 
Well, no, I don't understand the need for spraying mm. the drinks well, on it, whether it be water or alcohol, or uh, it's the same with the tipping the Gatorade tub yeah. over the NFL coach. I don't see the need for it at all. Same with the Gatorade Bukaki at the AFL games. Don't yeah. just don't get it. Yeah. We were watching something NFL um, or uh, college game or something where they yeah. poured mayonnaise over the coach. Yeah, so, so the, they, it was one of the college bowl games and it was sponsored by a mayonnaise brand. So instead oh. of the Gatorade shower, they tip mayonnaise on the coach. Oh. The whole, in the colleges, because all the bowl games are sponsored by different things, it's been changed up. So like one was mac and cheese. One was yeah. like fish blobs or something. There's all Mustard. this other it's shit. Just yeah. oh, it's, it's just the waste. grossest thing I've yeah. ever seen. It looks oh, 50 litres of mayonnaise. Hair. No, thank you. <laughs> Fuck that, that mayonnaise could have gone to starving children in Ethiopia and they would yeah. have happily eaten At least instead. on their sandwiches. But yeah. <laughs> they didn't have any bread. They just eat the mayonnaise. They wouldn't have poured it themselves, that's for sure. <laughs> but the thing I did love about uh, the whole Usman thing, like, like, don't be wrong, like, that is what it is. I don't care. Fucking good luck to him, you know. Pat it's a good right, gesture. Pat Cummins did the right thing. That's fantastic. Yeah. But what I don't get is the, the main culprit of the whole thing is David Warner. We've spent the last two fucking weeks being told by every commentator under the sun that him and Usman have played cricket together since they were knee-high to a grasshopper and their best fucking mates. Rah, rah, rah. Surely Warner knows not to do it then. Does Warner know anything? No, no he true. does. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Well, he doesn't know anything. He, yeah. Doesn't he own an alcohol brand now? Some weird seltzer thing that he's working on. He's just keen. Oh, white claw. It. He's keen to get on white it. Claw. He doesn't care who gets in his way. He's, he just wants to be an escape goat. That's all. That's I, it. Yeah. Feel, he's a crab and an escape goat. Yeah. I feel yeah. like Water is just a selfish human being. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's, well. And I think he, he would just wanted to spray some shit in the heat of the moment, having got a pair. <laughs> just forgotten that Usman's his friend. Yeah. Yeah. He probably took a stump too. Yeah. Fucking bastard. Oh. <laughs> Two zeros in a stump. Yeah. Ooh. Um, on, yeah. So speaking of escape goats as well, um, <laughs> Tim Payne's brother decided oh. Twitter on the night of the test win was a really good spot to have a bit of a chat about what Tim's been going through. What? So, um, I don't know about this at all. So I haven't Tim's got in front of me, but essentially come out and basically oh. said, how can you fucking do this to Tim Poe? This is his home test. Rah, rah, rah. There's people in this side who are happy to fucking forgive them. You won't forgive a bloke who has fucking got off, you know, has already been punished. And, rah, 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 and it's like, mate, uh. there's a time, there's a place. Some of his points were valid. But it's like, fucking hell, mate. Like, really, this is when you're going to do it? And then even the pre-stuff where Tim Payne's gone out of his way to show everyone he's not in Tassie and he's on a holiday somewhere else. <laughs> like, mate, we get it. It's shit for you. It's fucking crap. It's not about you anymore, mate. If you had to keep your dick in your pants, you'd be playing. It's that yeah. fucking simple. You didn't, mm. so you're not. Unlucky, Tim. Yes, Alex. Yeah. Um, I'm disappointed my brother didn't tweet out about MCG being my home test and I didn't get to play. Like, it's pretty, you know. Uh, you're from South Australia. Yeah, though, Adelaide so Oval's your home. You missed out. Either way, my, I've got to, oh, sorry, my brother's got to get that. better. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear that because it's so loud at the Adelaide Oval. Your home <laughs> ground, oh, so. yeah. Just very interesting. It's not your fucking home test because you're not the test side. It's not yeah. your home test. You're not going to play in it because you're not the fucking test side. You know, so I think, you know whose home test it was? The 11 blokes playing in it. Yeah. Scotty Bowen, he plays for Hobart yeah. Hurricanes. Yeah, it's their yeah, home test. They're from Australia. 
and play oh, for Australia. But they're all mainlanders, though. It's oh, David man. Boone's home mm. test. He's got a fucking statue out the front. That's his own and test. He got to match referee. Test. Yes, he got to match referee's own test. Jobs for the boys. And I, I, they went Punter to him got to commentate the... it. <laughs> they went to in his home test. Hmm. They, uh, they, they showed him in his little office doing yeah. some work or something. And I reckon. Um, Junior was saying, "Oh, you know that they never rest the match referees or something because it was like you know ten o'clock at night or something." And I'm like, "He's not doing anything. He's just sitting there reading, trying not to fall asleep is what he's doing." and they said, "Oh, he'll hand out all they do is rest. He'll hand out some fines for slow over rates." And no, didn't do jack shit. No, nothing. Nothing. Fine. Um, how can you complain about I love how this just to talk about slow over rates, and you think it's like a nerdy thing to complain about, right? Oh, because because, I hate it too. Yeah, you hate it, I hate it, you know. Um, the person who I least thought would have a care about it because he sort of like seems like a bit of a cavalier bloke and you know, not real rule following that. Shane Warren. Massive on overrates. Yeah. Can't stand it. He's I, a full just... entertainer. He wants to give the crowd what they paid for. Well, we, I suppose I just I just found that surprising. Like if you just mentioned in passing, say, "Oh, it's slow yeah. overrates again." That's disappointing. But no, he like everything he does, he really hammers on yeah. about the slow overrates. It just surprised me because I thought he'd be more laissez-faire about it. Anyway, I would Alex. like to see the uh, overrates and speed of bowling back in the era when Shane Warne played. Just like I'd like to, I'd, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd, yeah. I would say it'd be very fucking similar to how it's played now. No, yes, I, don't, but I think also, they would would have got through. Um, they, they didn't have the extra half hour back when he played, so I reckon they would have got through. You know, eighty plus in the. You know, else they didn't have Ross. Fuck, with changing his gloves every. Oh, yeah, four absolutely. Overs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or a. Or a bunch of cunts whinging about a fucking robot. That, that, that you're running in and bowling. Why are you looking at the robot? Uh, at deep fine leg, mate. What, what are you doing, Stuart? Old mate eating a pie in the top oh, row, and all Christ of a sudden so, the batsman off. They are the biggest side screens in the history of the fucking world. Oh. How does a bloke? He's the bloke's basically a deep extra cover. He's that far away from your eye line. How are you seeing him? We're turned into, into the, the fucking, fucking tennis. This is. Fuck! What well, is that is? Up, Garson. You tell that bloke at point to stop fucking moving. Some bloke at Rose NZ raises his eyebrows. Everyone stop, stop. <laughs> stop that fucking trumpet. His eyebrows are going to concentrate. He's got black eyebrows. <laughs> raised his eyebrows. Uh, also, though, the people who pay the big dollars to go and sit in those seats above the sight screen should know that you come to the cricket, you've got to sit down for six balls. The over finishes, you can go wander around. Then you have to come and sit down for six balls. Yeah, they balls. fuck around in between overs anyway, so you could plenty of time. Yeah. Probably going to get a package of and come back. Yeah. And they should have, um, you know, people on the doors saying, no, the over's in progress. You can't go out there. Yeah. Yeah. Sit in your seat. But surely it shouldn't fucking matter. Like the side screen is effectively a fucking hole to buy. Yeah, it's massive. Of chairs now. It's not some like you know fucking A three page stuck to the back <laughs> of the fucking bowler's arm. Like it is massive. <laughs> like like a grade six buddy poster yeah. project. Yeah. You're just gonna have to drop a big white sheet from the roof of every stadium yeah. and just right. No one like, can sit in any part of this ground. At Lords, there's like a gap in the side yeah. screen and then there's a row of people sitting and then there's another side More screen that's sort of above yes. it. And so somehow they managed to bat fine. You would it. think with all their weird side screens in the UK that the palms would be used to. Yeah. 
Imagine, and they were the ones that were complaining all the fucking time. Uh, Sam Smith and Manus complained pretty bad. They're yeah, it's hard to tell them they're complaining because they twitch so much. Just, I don't know what's <laughs> yeah. going on. Are they talking to the umpire? Are they yeah, talking like to the What's going on? stop yeah. talking. It's hard to tell what they're talking about. Can we stop talking playing the great escape again? I'm <laughs> hearing it. <laughs> Ten times. <laughs> they play this fucking song. Uh. I'm not twist and shout again. Oh, no, not twist and shout. Now, the other thing that we haven't talked about, I haven't seen a moment of such polarity since uh, Jacques Colors bowled to Antara. Oh. But this was... Well, he fell on his face after oh, getting yeah, bowled. Yeah, that one. Just this was regulation Yorker. Stuart Broad bowling to <laughs> Manus Labuschagne. And Manus, for some reason, decided he wanted to wander across his crease to a straight ball and put it through the leg side. Whoever was on commentary on Fox, I think it was Mike Hussey or someone, kept saying, oh, his foot slipped. Really? His bat got caught in his pad, but I don't oh. know why he fell over that. He just fucking his, fell over because he's a dickhead. The foot he was putting down, whatever his leading foot is, yes. he did sort of put it down, then he didn't like he didn't quite get it down correctly the first time. I don't know if that was slippage or he sort of hesitated and tried to put it down again. Then he, It was weird. I think the same thing ran through his head that runs through his head all the time. And that was nothing. Or everything in the universe <laughs> at one point, every second. And how can I do this as universe. comically as possible? Oh, if I fall over now, it'll look even better. <laughs> Fuck, it was funny. No, Jesus it would have been Christ. funny. Yeah. He yelled out, <laughs> no run! No. <laughs> that would have been even funnier. Not now! <laughs> Bang, on the ground. He had been like, on a good length and he tripped over to like, hit him in the bongo as he went fucking down. Oh, yeah. Concussion <laughs> <laughs> something. Uh, uh, not now. I'm out of here. See yeah, you later. Uh, and speaking of blokes falling down, or fucking so drunk, I should be falling down anyway. So there's a video I've been doing the rounds as well, which we'll touch on. So the um, so it was uh, Jimmy Anderson, Joe Root, uh, Nathan Lyon, who looked like despite despite not bowling it over, was best off, best off ground. Yeah, anyway, um, and Trav Head and Alex Carey were outside. Uh, the Crown Plaza, I think it was, early um, the morning after, 6.30am to be exact, apparently. And they were getting filmed because the coppers are being called in for a noise complaint to get them to move aside. And um, Nathan Lyon was uh, heard to say, well, I guess it's off to bed then. <laughs> so that, the Aussie boys were still in their whites. Joe Root and that were in, the, were in their tracksuits. But what's happened since then? But, so... That's a bit of boys being boys, you know, the type of thing you expect to say after an AFL grand final or after like this type of thing. But now word has gotten out that the man who filmed it and then shared the video around is England assistant coach Graham Thorpe, and he will now be losing his job as an assistant coach really? in the cricket team. So, yes, David. I think one of the catalysts of him losing his job was that the complaint was this is the, one of the stories going around. Was, yeah. The complaint was made about him because he was smoking a cigar inside. Uh, and then when he refused to stop, oh, the complaint was made and therefore the police had to come. So, uh, you don't you know who I am? Yeah, yeah and then apparently put it out as soon as the police turned up. Ah, okay. Tail between the legs, Thorpey. Apparently the complaint was a noise complaint because they're playing music. It wasn't that the players were drunk. Because they didn't uh, look, okay. You know, yeah, it was only 2 a.m. in the old yeah. money. <laughs> yes, well, they went. They got back from the ground at 1.30 a.m. or something yeah. after media commitments and the series wrap-up and all the rest of it. Yeah, so, warm-downs, you know. Yeah, yeah ice, ice bars, bars, hyperbaric yeah. chamber. 
Yeah. Put those big leg things on. Yeah, I was yeah, about to say that. Whatever the leg things are, they've got those on. <laughs> did them, yeah, in the few suction yeah. things on the back. Yeah, a few those... bit of cupping. Yeah. yeah. Nice to say, the, um, finish off the cut of trunk, twist and off your head. Nice to say the 39-year-old Jimmy Anderson's still giving it a nudge at 6am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He might play 200 tests. That's the type of form he's in. <laughs> he's going all right. <laughs> I thought it was good to see Nathan Lyon there because he featured in the next video that I saw. Yes. And um, I guess that's what you do after your last test. You go out half. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell you what, he's 13 wickets and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, this, should have up. played swaps in the last two tests. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so um, I saw that video as Ross alluded to. So it was uh, Nathan Lyon outside a pub in Tassie. He sung We Are the Champions and he sung fucking something else I can't remember. True Blue. True Blue, oh, you know. Oh, now, just, oh. I don't want to, I know, I know I interrupt you a lot. Nah, but my right. goodness me, True Blue. It started with True Blue. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anyone was singing it, but it got played over the speaker system at the pub. It's like, bloody hell. No one decided on. to sing Hey Shane Warne. I don't know. <laughs> no, they were too busy standing by their mate skin. Oh, yeah, man. when they're in a fight. Oh, yeah. And Vegemite. Or just Vegemite. Yeah. Worst fucking song. It was God, just putting mates. shit, Australian oh. shit. It's interesting because there's. You know, it was on Steve Smith Instagram or something. It had absolute scenes written across it. And it was the Barmy. Well, to me, it wasn't absolute scenes. Anyway, I was just describing what this absolute scene was. It was a pub with a, a fence down the middle of it. On yeah. one side of the fence was the Barmy Army. On the other side of the fence was the Australian team, including George Bailey wearing a Matthew Hayden hat. Yes, I saw I that. that. Oh, oh, what a shocker. Absolute shock. He's turned to the dark side. He's oh, gone, George. Yeah, so then so Lyon they were singing out a couple sweet, of songs. They were then singing. He, then he wanted to sing um, Under yeah. the Southern Cross or whatever we call yeah. our um, fucking We Win song. And um, <laughs> and Paddy Cummings said, no, that's for private use only, Nathan. We don't do that out in public in front of the masses. Ooh. So once again, Paddy Cummins got patted on the back for his captaincy. Yeah, leadership. Captaincy oh, the- fuck it. There's a drawing a lot of bow. He can take, a shit. He can take a shit in the middle of the road and people will be like, yeah, you know what? That road needs shit. That needs a shit on it. Good leadership, Paddy Cummins. Well, leadership. Like it was a long off. Steve <laughs> Smith wouldn't have had control of his players in this fucking matter. Blah, blah, blah. What? <laughs> the fucking song in a pub. Who gives a fuck? It's a fucking song to start with. Who gives a fuck? And everyone knows it now. Oh, um, just interesting. It seems like they got on the piss longer than the test went for. Yeah. Yes. Really longer than the series went for. That's <laughs> <laughs> why they play, of course. Yeah, that's why you play. Yeah. <clears throat> My final bit there, Mick, was that they were singing Sweet Caroline and it wasn't oh, interesting at all. But it was Instagram worthy. Absolute so, scene, singing Sweet right. Caroline at a pub. Scene. So, as one bloke wrote on Fox Cricket today, that's only half of our summer of ashes being over now. And now we move over to the second half of our ashes summer. And we're going to move over to Alex, who would like to talk about the women's ashes. Yeah, so I'll do a quick a quick uh, prelude to the women's ashes, which starts tomorrow with three T20s, all at the Adelaide Oval. Um, into the, and there'll be a test after that, starting on the 27th of Jan at the famous Monica Oval in Canberra. Oh, Day test. Uh, yes, uh, as is Cricket Australia's want. They'll do it not on Australia Day, but close <laughs> to it. 
um, followed by three ODIs, the third, the sixth, and the eighth. Um, two at, uh, one at Monica and two at the Junk. Just play three tests. Fucking hell, cricket. Yeah, I know. Just play <laughs> test matches. But anyway. Uh, oh, look, I, I will say that the point system <clears throat> um, is in place again for this series, as it has been for the last five series The uh, for the Ashes, has been in the Women's Ashes. Um, four points for a test win, two for a draw for each side, and two points for an ODI or T20 win. And if they manage to tie or the game gets called off, it's one point each for that. And then the total points will be the winner of the Women's Ashes. Um, just a bit on the history uh, of it. There's been 23 Women's Ashes played. Australia have won nine, England have won six, and there's been eight draws. Oh, God. Um, I think a lot of that is like one test series. So that's why there's a lot of draws there. In the multi-format series, there have been five played. Australia have won two. England won two. And there's been a draw. So very even in the last five Ashes series. Um, It's been a bit of a rocky start lead up to the series. It had been the matches had been changed, rescheduled due to COVID issues and quarantining. and both sides have had bouts of COVID within it, including Elise Perry, who had COVID but didn't know about it two to three weeks ago. Um, And they just did a random, or not a random, but like a PCR test before they had to move state or something, and she was positive. And so they did a few other tests and it would come up as shedding the virus or whatever. So that's quite interesting. She didn't even know such a mild, must have been that mild Omicron we're hearing about, which is so mild at the moment. Yeah, true. Vaccines work. Um, I've got both the squads here, but I'm not really sure it's relevant to read them out other than there's a huge out for Australia. Beth Mooney got smashed in the jaw by Matthew Mott at training. Doing throwdowns. (laughs) Doing throwdowns, which I didn't realise. I assumed she got whacked in the face with someone bowling, but yeah. You can Mott... shut the front door, but no. Hmm. Yeah, Matthew Mott said, here's some short shit and went bang. Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> so that's a huge gap in Australia's lineup. Beth Mooney, the ever reliable opener, Beth Mooney will not play. going to play anyway? <clears throat> no, I don't think so. And might McCoskey not play. I'll just wrap ahead. <laughs> Might not play even in the World Cup in New Zealand uh, after this really, series. She, she should always wear a helmet when you play cricket. Um, I wonder, I agree, even when facing spin bowling. Um, if it's good enough for, what did Bob used to say? If it's good enough for Mark or it's good enough for me to wear a helmet. So I think that's, I've always lived my life by that. Um, very good it's saying. Um, I'm not sure who will open in Beth Mooney's absence with Alyssa Healy. Um, I'm thinking maybe Ash Gardner, the all-rounder, could fill in a spot, or Annabelle Sutherland, who better quite well in the recent um, series against India. A <clears throat> young player, all-rounder as well, because it's Australian uh, women's side, so there's seven or eight all-rounders. My picks for... Um, it, Best players in this series, probably Talia McGrath, because um, she was player of the series against India as well, another young player. Um, I also expect the Australian to field very, very poorly in this series, as they did in the uh, Indian oh, yeah. series, because all the young players cannot field. 
at all. So I think if, it, if you guys remember, that was a big issue. One of them got done by the second bounce spinning. Uh, multiple times. There was not being able to chase balls to the boundary. There was drop catches. Um, Australia, uh, got, Australia won that series it. quite convincingly, but I think yeah. they got out of jail a couple of times Thank against you. India. So this yeah. will be a tight series, I think. Um, there was, if you guys recall, it was the overweight line ball decision mm. for a no ball. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was I good, that series. Nicola Carey, September. I think it was against you quite short. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, she went on to, like, bash a few sixes after that with the game for Australia, which sort of got us um, in front of the points, and we sort of didn't look back from there. Um, a big into the, the names for the Australian squad are all pretty much the same as the Indian series, um, except for Alana King. Um, a spinner coming in for a debut series. Um, there are a couple of injuries to uh, DJ Sophie Molyneux. Um, another spinner in the Australian side, which is why she's come in. She'd have to get around um, Jess Jonathan to get a gig, though, I think. But hopefully she plays. Quite uh, Took a lot of wickets in WBBL. Um, and it, uh, I don't know too much about the English side, other than they'll probably rely heavily on their veterans, as they always do, Heather Knight, Catherine Blunt, and Nat Skyver. So I think it'll be a good series. I'm looking forward to it, actually. Does um, still play the wicket keeper, the best keeper ever? Say that again. Sorry, but I didn't catch that. That keeper, is it Taylor for England? Is she still No, she's there? retired she? uh, from international cricket anyway. I think she played in the 100, though, um, recently. Corey <clears throat> Burns going to open the batting for England? <laughs> no, most likely no, I would say. Um, I will say I really hope at least Perry doesn't come in rusty as all hell like she did in the Indian series when she bowled like one ball in every different spot of the pitch. So the heat map yes. is the entire pitch, I think, in the first couple of games. <laughs> but good. there's a little bit of controversy about selection, which I'll finish on, mm. is... The great Elise Perry might not even play in the T20 formats of this squad. She has never averaged her strike rate over 100 in T20s in the yeah. history of her batting. Um, and the thinking, the thinking might be for Matthew Mott and the selectors is that they need Braco some, need some <laughs> quicker, uh, well, faster strike rates, especially in the middle order in T20s. She'll play every other game, I think, but there's a bit of a question mark about whether they'll pick her, but I think with Beth Moody going down, maybe she'll get a go. But, oh, good. Please, they're yeah. thinking about it. I bet yeah. that um, she had a striker at 107 in T20s, but um, maybe that wasn't um, accurate. Oh, maybe but in the BBL. BBL, she's at oh, 94.5, the last WBBL right. she played in. Um, yeah, scored a few runs, but cool. I don't think that's quick yeah. enough, especially no, for the international agree. game. I think yeah. at least 125 or something strike, right? Yeah, I think so too. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, that's a, a very quick um, uh, intro into the Ashes series. It's all I don't, It's all on Foxtel and KO. I it's think. on 7. It's all on 7 too. It's on 7 as well. Fantastic news. I didn't know that. So, go Aussies. I think Australia will win, but I think it will be quite close considering the preparations have been poor on both sides. So. Now, Cricket Australia, just to move on to the next thing, they might have missed a trick here because um, with the cancellation of this um, Chapel Hadley Trophy, there's going to be no uh, cricket on next week, but the women's cricket's on, but then the junction over doesn't have lights, so they have to be day games. Uh. So cutting out some prospective TV viewers, I think that's a bit of a problem. The, all the other grounds they tend to play at 
seem to have lights, but they tend to play a few at the junction and doesn't have lights. Dogs. Mm. Thanks for that. Worrying trend. Yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah, as Roscoe Worrying mentioned, trend. so uh, the New Zealand tour of Australia to play some limited overs cricket has been called off. Uh, well, just quickly, just the reason it's been called off is that effectively New Zealand's told the players that if they come over here and play, that they can't promise I'll let them back in the country. So they said, no, thank you. And they stayed home, which is probably fair enough. It does me, unfortunately, but we will not get to see Ross Taylor on his farewell tour. So that's yeah. all shit. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, as, as Cricket New Zealand and Cricket Australia thought about having maybe, you know, like a sort of COVID hub in like a wine region in Australia, I think that could probably think, help they've out. They've been looking into seeing if they can find a offshore oil drilling plant <laughs> big enough to get a synthetic cricket ground in, but they're not having much luck, unfortunately. If only they'd built that one at the yeah. Great Australian Bite. That, oh, like, damn protesters. No one thinks of the cricket when these things happen. But no. anyway, so, but yeah. Hopefully Couldn't. we get an aircraft carrier out to international waters where rules <laughs> don't apply. And we might be able to work something out that way. But yeah. Couldn't swap the games over to New Zealand? Well, then the Australians might not be allowed to back into Australia. Probably not allowed back into New Zealand to begin Yeah, well, that's true. They're probably not allowed yeah. into New Zealand if the players wouldn't be allowed to back there. It's something to do with the current, they... like, because I don't think New Zealand's had um, no, it hasn't. The way we've yeah. had it, so they're trying to keep it out, which is which is fair enough because the Women's World Cup they've got to do ten days in quarantine before that can happen. And um, I just noticed that uh, their first game is down for the thirtieth, and today's the nineteenth, so they could just send the Australians over tomorrow. That's it. Well, they've happen. got Vitality but, Blast or whatever they're playing over there at the moment. BBL finals. <laughs> In the Whatever. end, of the game, yeah, we're not going to fix it here, making up fucking contingency plans. So we'll move on. So um, another bit of international cricket. Uh, Virat Kohli is chucked in the <laughs> test captaincy. He said, um, "What a fuck this shit. I'm going home." I think was his direct quote. But yeah, so and he said it into a stump mic, Mick. Yeah. That was the funny thing. He made that. Is, is, it, is there some sort of like Bermuda Triangle with this series? Because uh, both captains quit, right? Yeah. Weird. I don't know. I don't fucking know. He was playing in front of no crowds. It just fucking nuts. madness is what it oh, is. Oh, it's a weird shit. One of the weirdest series of all time, this one. Yeah. Well, none of them scored more than 250 or 300. No one scored more than 300. It's like every game was like carbon copy of the one before, scoring but, two, to, yeah. two to 280 runs every year. Coley's in a bit of a Steve Smith thing where he's only made like one ton in fucking ages. And, it's like but, three years or something, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, so it's... Um, so yes. got a, what I didn't get about Coley, they got a huff about a DRS with a ball tracker that just jumped off the pitch. And like, it happens. We have all seen Hawkeye pull out surprising I don't think there things. was anything wrong with it. It didn't look ridiculous to me. I don't know. Maybe yeah, I don't they, have an eye for it. They, but... they, were, they were annoyed about the replay, the DRS and the Hawkeye, right? Yeah. And so then Coley goes up to the stunt like and doesn't talk about DRS or anything like that. <laughs> He says super sport um, focusing their cameras on the opposition, ball shining when they should be focusing it on their own team. Yeah, like he started, yeah. effectively started talking about fucking the new... whole sandpaper thing and yeah, shit. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what? what? That's not relevant here? to you yeah. having a meltdown about an LBW you didn't get. What? <laughs> fucking <laughs> Interesting. Weird. Yeah. 
that Ashford had a crack. You, you got it. You can't win fairly or something or whatever yeah, he said. More what than eleven doing? guys. Uh, Petulant yeah. fucking children. Exactly. Oh fucking oh! I yeah. thought it was good. I thought, geez, imagine if there'd been a crowd there. How nuts they would have gone. Imagine with the crowd getting stuck into them. There was no oh, crowd. Because- because there's a grassy you knoll in front of Star Sports or whatever the fucking thing is. They probably would have put the loudspeaker of the stump like over the ground. <laughs> Imagine that. Oh, they would have been right. I had, the, I had the CEO of Star, of Star Sports was on the PA, like just had, just there at Yeah, Quit. Quit. Great. All righty. Yeah. So, yeah. So, from there, we'll move to domestic cricket. Uh, so, obviously, it's only been BBL. Now, Roscoe, uh, I've heard you uh, messaged me during the week saying you wanted to talk about something to do with the BBL. Oh, did I? Okay. Yeah, you messaged yeah. me about that Cockbane bloke. Oh, yeah. Ian Cockbane. Yeah. yeah. He just came in and he, you know, he'd been playing at Lang Warren in um, whatever metro country league that is no, in Victoria. Yeah, Mornington Peninsula. League, yeah, so yeah. not Premier League cricket, long yeah. way from it probably. And, um, yeah, he plays a bit of county cricket. He's 34 years old. He came in and won a game for the Adelaide Strikers, just flew over that morning, had a 10 a.m. game, which was weird in yeah. itself, before the day-night <laughs> test. And, he- and, yeah, scored um, a quick fire 30-odd at number three and cost yeah. one on the game. Didn't he get Amazing. picked up by a PSL team as well? On the back, yep. of it. he's a county cricketer, oh, he's he? county cricket living team. the dream, yeah, absolutely. And then, um, today was triple header Wednesday, as um, is custom in the BBL. The yeah. yep. last, There's always um, one of them, yep. Yeah, the, the day before the last home and away day of the season is triple header Wednesday <laughs> or whatever day it falls on. And there's a couple of rippers, yeah. And I'm going to talk um, about them now, Ross, so you can just hand it back to you. There you yeah. go. So, we've got a Seamless. few of the, uh, so, a few mm. of the better BBL performances of the last fortnight went since our last podcast. So, the ones Ross has got, we're going to talk about at the end. But um, we've got so Henry Thornton of the Adelaide Strikers took four for 26 against the Stars. Uh, Benny McDermott, one of our favorites here on the podcast, made 93 against the, against the Brisbane Heat. Special. Uh, Matty Wade will get 83 red against the Thunder. It's an interesting one, Wadey, because he's not keeping for the Canes because McDermott's doing the job. But he, will, but he does keep for Australia normally in T20. So that's fucking interesting in itself. Um, Rashid Khan in his last game for the Strikers, possibly ever the way people were talking, took six for 17. Jesus. And they rolled the heat for 90. Uh, Finchie finally got back into some form and he made 75 against the Hurricanes the other night. The Sock, old the Bundy Bear, Steve O'Keefe, would take four for 18 against the Thunder. Maxi Bryant was slaying him when he got 81 against the Scorchers. Uh, but the one we want to talk about, the big ones that happened today. So we'll kick off with our man, the Rolls Boys, Cam Boys, took five for 21. That five for 21 included a double hat trick. So for those playing what? four wickets in a row, Cam Boys got. The last two wickets were LBW. So that umpire's oh, like, bang, I'm in the game. Bang, I'm in the, the game. And fucking triggered of I'll be part of history. I'm part of history. <laughs> Just a quick one there, Mick. We couldn't yep. believe the other week when Dan Sams made 98, batting at number four. Yes. And then he okay. reverted to form, and he was the fourth of the four wickets today, golden blob. <laughs> and as Andrew Simon said on the replay, oh, I didn't even try to hit it. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Finchie would also get 70. Finchie would get 70 odd again um, in that oh, game. Finchie. They would lose 
by a run, unfortunately. The Rolls boys come out to face the last ball. Looked like he'd sliced it through the off-field to get the two runs required, but unfortunately, straight to the Earl of Sandwich, Jason Sanger at point, and that was all she wrote in that one. Uh, so, but the story of the moment is, is as we record, we are halfway through the final game of that triple header Ross was talking about, which is the Melbourne Stars taking on the Hobart Hurricanes. Stars have finished their 20 overs and they made two, four, 273. Fucking hell. <laughs> Glenn, Maxwell would make, Glenn Maxwell would make 154 of 64 <laughs> balls. That'll help his average. Yeah. Mm. Stoinkloff would also get 75 off 31 rocks. Fuck, they yes. would have a partnership of 132 off 54 balls. That is a run yeah. rate of that partnership of 14.67 for those playing. Yeah. They're both the, uh, striking at 240. Yeah. 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 Imagine if Nick Larkin didn't fucking waste everyone's fucking time yeah. scoring three off seven. <laughs> so yeah, I've got a yeah. feeling we'll have to confirm it because I don't know 100%, but there's a very good chance to that Maxwell ton. The ton part of the 150 may also be the quickest ton in BBL history because yeah. he was on track when I was watching before. Bigger than the big ship Craig Simmons. No, that's exactly <laughs> right. So at, this, at one stage, I think he needed 30-odd runs off 12 balls to face the big ship. Oh, so I don't know if he no. got past him or mm. not, but uh, 154 off 64 has got to be one of the quickest 150. Would that be the biggest score in a T20 anywhere? 273? No, no. Right? Vinci made like 180. Yes, no, no, but I mean, no, no. the score. just team score. Oh, oh, sorry, I, found, team score. I found two that are larger, Ross. Oh, okay. um, Afghanistan was 278 for three. Who are they playing? I uh, don't know. And the Czech Republic was 278 <laughs> for four. The Czech Republic. <laughs> Who are they uh, playing against? So Czech Republic. Republic. Pavel, Pavel Florin. Pavel, yeah, yeah. Afghanistan <laughs> was versus Ireland, and the Czech oh. Republic was worth, was versus. Uh, Turkey. Okay. Uh, Turkey. Yeah. Oh, geez, they're a good side too, so they did well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turkey bowled out for 21 in that game. Oh, yeah, I told you they were good. Yeah. Yeah. So, Biggest uh, run margin ever. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the standings um, can't be altered now, even with the Stars game. It doesn't matter because the Stars are fucking third last. <laughs> um, so Scorchers finish on top. Um, Sixers a second. Thunder a third. Strikers are fourth. All three finals, just one sec, Al. You're all good. three finals before the granny will be played in Melbourne between the MCG and Marvel. Um, the Scorchers game will be at Marvel because they've chosen that as their preferred venue for their home game. Uh-huh. Yes, Alex. I was going to say, just looking at quick info, and they've got the win probability for Melbourne Stars at 99.17. Oh, so, so you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> so the Hurricanes a 0.83% uh, chance to win. I think if if Wadey and Ben McDermott can make 150 each, fucking Hurricanes got this done, mate. Yeah, do it in 15 overs. Mate, if everyone just makes 27.3, <laughs> off one over yeah, each. Have a real go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what are they looking at? Yeah. yeah so, 14 runs and over to win. Yeah, so yeah. the finals will kick off this Friday coming with the grand final will be on the 28th. Of January, which is next Friday. So Friday week is the grand yep. final. Um, yes. Good so yeah, so then yeah. that'll be gone and we can um talk about the finals on the next podcast. So yeah, before some... we yes, Ross. Oh, you guys oh sorry, to... just oh. another opportunity here with uh, the New Zealand series cancelled. I wonder if um 
to fill some of that space, Cricket Australia looked to fire up the Ryobi Cup really quickly. Oh, maybe we can have a BBL best of five grand final system. <laughs> <laughs> on the grade. Or we grade. get the best of the BBL yeah. versus the Australian team That's it. in a T20 oh, yes. Well, there were some proposals doing the rounds today from Theo Dropopoulos and the like that oh, wanted yeah. an Australia versus Australia A in the old retro kits and everything. Um, yeah, it's a bit. I reckon it's gonna be. It'd be. It's a bit hard to organise that in that short period. It'd be. It'd be nice to see the old kids getting around. But if we've learned one thing from that, the Australian side doesn't like being booed when they play yeah, against Australia. Eh? So I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I think that's what killed the concept the first time, and I'm not sure how that would go over the second time. But yeah. it all depends which team Scott Boland plays in. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> who true. would get yeah. booed yeah, if he played the Australian one. I don't know. If if Scott Boland's captain, everyone's fucking in. There. Everyone wants to be in that team. Doesn't matter fucking who, what colours you wear. And while we're talking about retro kits, I would like the uh, yellow vest over grey, weird under-sleeve oh, oh. rashies. The, the, the Nathan Bracken uniform. Yeah, the Michael Clark <laughs> era um, yeah, the T20s. Dave Bongo. Yeah, that's what oh, I the, want. That's, the one rashy, team has to have that. Silver rashy, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got grey rashy. So. And that if we're doing good. retro things, even if it's not really hot, can we have those weird collar things they yeah. used to wear to cool their neck down? <laughs> Oh, I think So before we move on for the BBL, it was interesting to hear that the thing that we've been banging on about for about two or three seasons of the BBL, everyone else in the nation seems to be getting on board with now that this thing is way too fucking long and it needs to be shortened up. So it's not going to happen though. There's no, the TV won't. deal it's, for it's games. Yeah, TV deal is too. There's money involved. Like that's it. Money uh, talks and bullshit walks. So uh, from there, we'll move on to a bit of local cricket. So uh, so as we know, the last couple of weeks, a few few leagues around uh, Melbourne that have had a bit of COVID issues have not been playing, but there's still been a lot of cricket going on uh, around Australia. So we'll kick off with some uh, pretty good performances that have happened over the journey. So first off, we uh, start off with a young man named Harry McHugh. And I forgot to write down which fucking cricket club Harry plays for. So that's really good. Unlucky Harry. Me. Harry yeah, plays for the North Hobart Cricket Club down in Tasmania. So, um, so Harry would make he would come in with his side at four for forty-three, and he would make a hundred off ninety-nine balls, Oof. which would include nine fours. But that wasn't enough, as old Harry would then take the pill, and he would take five for seventeen off five overs. So, <laughs> well done to uh, Harry. He looks like a young fellow. So, well under young Harry there. Uh, next up, we move over to WA, where the Ferndale Cricket Club got rolled for thirty-nine runs. So, as you can imagine, a lot of single-digit scores. There's only a couple of ducks, which was surprising. The thing that was probably even more surprising was they defended it and they rolled the small oh. cricket club for 36 and 1. Fucking hell. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. And I'm surprised the- Swanview, Swanview hadn't put their fucking um, player Thank scores you. into my cricket, so I couldn't see what happened there. I wanted to see how many ducks were involved, but they, yeah, they didn't put their scores in. That's so, hilarious. Yeah. Imagine the celebrations. You take that 10th wicket. I got a feeling without my memory being that good, but I also think it's the same comp where we're talking about that bloke the other way, bloke the other week is made 270. I think he's in that, I think it's uh, in that yeah. comp as well. But I might a couple be of big fish, a couple yeah. of big fish. Mm. If I'm wrong, it doesn't matter because I'm right. Yeah, um, so no, next, no, off, I was listening anyway. Yeah, so that's it. Next <laughs> off, we touch down in Melbourne Premier Cricket where Richmond's. Dominic Matarazzo would take eight for 16 off Oof. 10 overs in a one-day match. Jesus. So, yeah, not bad going. Um, so, from there, we move over to Premier Cricket in New South Wales, where Adam, Adam 
Semple of the Randwick Petersham Cricket Club took six for 37 in their first 11. His six included a hat trick and his 400th Premier first 11 wicket. So well done, Adam. That's pretty good fucking going. And speaking of Premier cricket and speaking of old blokes who don't really like know when to give up, we're going to talk about Stephen Wark of the St. George Cricket, uh, St. George District Cricket Club, who's also in New South Wales Premier Premier Cricket. Stephen took his 800th wicket for the club a couple of weekends ago. He took three for nine playing in the fourth 11 to bring up his 800th, 800th. wicket. And he looked like he was about 70 fucking five. <laughs> so he's, you think Darren Stevens is still rolling around? This bloke is about 30 years older than him by the looks of it. But um, 800 wickets, that's a lot. Yeah, of that's a fucking lot of wickets. So, um, yeah, that's local cricket for the rounds. Nice, short and sharp. Um, yeah. So, do we have any list of feedback, lads? Not for uh, me. just had a couple of people tell me you did a great job and keep up the good work. Stopped in the street last week. <laughs> I was wearing I my cricket podcast hat and yep. I was given... All sorts of feedback, but yeah, a pretty uh, a crowd that swelled pretty pretty quickly when they realised the commotion that was going on. So it uh, seems like we're on the right track. What did you have, Ross? Well, mostly they said, uh, "Well done to all of you. You're all doing a great job." And then I got a it was at the front of a bakery, so got a free loaf of bread. Nice, <laughs> nice. Um, white bread or rye? Is it rye? Wholemeal. Pumping oh, wow. it. <laughs> did they wish all of us the very best? They did. They said, you, you, best of luck to all of you. Oh, yeah. oh, what lovely people. We've got <laughs> such great listeners. Don't we? Truly the best community podcaster. in podcasting, I think, I'd our community. So. And it's very small, too. That's the best bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like we're family. <laughs> all righty. I think that'll just about do us here <laughs> for this episode. Um so thanks to the Frederick Herald Sock Company. Get around them. What do we got coming up? Valentine's Day. You know what girls love? Socks. So oh. fucking socks for Valentine's Day. I've never met a girl who didn't like a good pair of socks. So. You didn't wear Neither. socks. Yeah. Yeah. A few of our listeners, you know, a sock might be a girlfriend. So buy a new girlfriend. <laughs> um, all righty. So from there, with that, we say thank you, fuck you. Bye-bye, everybody. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> not naming any names until you stop recording me good game <laughs>